Welcome back to the Hooligans Pitch. This is episode 24, Monday night edition. Super Bowl got in the way of our uh, Sunday primetime spotlight, but Chad, welcome back. Good to see you. Been a couple days. Oh. Yeah, it's been busy couple days. Super Bowl, all these games. It has been a lot of sports yeah. going on. Um, <laughs> good sports, good fun. Uh, you know, this weekend, didn't get to watch a whole lot of footy. Caught glimpses mm. of it. Got to watch the game today, which... We can talk about that good one. one hey, man. Hey, man. Look at that. See it? Looks good. We're wearing uh, red today. It's nice. So let's get started. What are you drinking? Um, Just a classic Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze. It's just so yummy. I just, I saw it in the store today and said, look, that's got the podcast written all over it. Nice. So here I am. Nice. Um, I'm going classy. Mm-hmm. I made myself a smoked whiskey because we did not get smoked. We did the smoky. <laughs> so rolling with that today. Little uh, yeah. Woodford Reserve. Right. Haven't had a sip yet. Mm. Saving it for this pod. Wonderful. I used uh, cherry wood. Whew. Nice. See that? You're just, your mood from last week to this week is just, you're a whole new person. <laughs> I don't even remember what we talked about last week, to be honest. <laughs> It was it was it was a tough one. What heck, what even has a new season, a new beginning? Yeah, I just have to set my expectations to the floor, and <laughs> good things come. Look, as a uh, Arsenal fan for a few years, I've been there where it's just like you go into every game and you're like, oh, okay, here we go, and like you have no real uh, expectation, I guess, and then something happens, you're like, all right, hey, good week. <laughs> we counterattacked and we passed. Yeah. <laughs> they know we can do that yeah i mean about time about time all right um yeah i don't know we, we left we left off last sunday depressing day for both of us we both did not have a good day it wasn't um, great yeah. i can't say you had the best of weekends either to be fair some pretty bad officiating maybe the worst ever maybe the worst ever <laughs> You want to start with this? Brand? I really do. I really do. And here's why. How many draws do we get this weekend? Oof. Seven? Um, one. Maybe not that many. Six or seven. There was a lot. Four. Five. Uh, five. Okay. Five. Well, felt like all of them. Uh, yeah. That was my favorite draw of the weekend because <laughs> probably shouldn't have been a draw. Oof. Um, I mean, yeah. Like... It just, just what what can you do, right? Like, what do you do, like, man? At this point, they're coming out and apologizing for the mistakes that that the refs and VAR are making, but game's done and over with. Like, like I'm not saying Brentford wouldn't have still scored or or what, but um, they certainly shouldn't have gotten that goal. This reminds me of the South Park, South Park episode. We're just like, we're sorry. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's great they're um, you know conducting their investigations and and finding themselves wrong and apologizing, but it's just it's too late. Like especially for Arsenal when it's already was going to be a tight title race with City, and you know this is maybe a big two points that Arsenal now don't have. Like. Are you nervous? I don't know. Does this make you a little um, more nervous? I mean, a little bit more, but like, I'm kind of hoping that 
this uh, kind of gives the Arsenal squad a little bit of that, like, everyone's against us sort of yeah. vibe. Like, and especially now that, like, the uh, the refs have come out and said that they got it wrong. So it's like, I'm hoping that kind of lights that fire and says, okay, well, they're admitting they're wrong, but, like, they're still just officiating poorly. So, like, we got to go out and just, like, make sure we win these games, not have these little, you know, one nil scraps until the end. And then who knows what call can happen. Like you, right. you got to put that win in your, in your hands and control your destiny a little bit more. So nervous. Yes. But like optimistically nervous, I guess. <laughs> this is a big week coming up. Yeah. Yeah. City on Wednesday. So we'll see. I mean, it's at home. Um, City got the win in the FA Cup, but like didn't look overly dominant in that game. Um, so I don't know. I'm like, yeah, like cautiously optimistic slash nervous moving forward here, like for the rest of the season, I think. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. Um, good to see Trissard get on the scoreboard, though. He looked he looked really happy when he scored. Yeah. Um, so that was good to see. But man, what a what a weird thing to happen and and i read on espn fc that that guy who's in charge of r is now no longer doing big games but at that point i'm like yeah. why, why why is he there at all well uh, yeah that's what i just don't understand like it's as far as i know two guys in the in the var room you know for every game so between the two guys now in there you guys are just both forgetting to put the lines down or like not check this section of, or, you know, phase of the, the play. And that's insane. It's just wild. Like (laughs) as the VAR, like you have one job and that's to look at these reviews and, you know, place the lines when it's an offside review and, you know, simple stuff. Like what, what job lets you go and just like, forget a key component of your your job description and that's cool like you get a couple days off but we'll see you next weekend (laughs) Uh. it's crazy what bugs me the most too it wasn't relayed to the uh to the viewer or the fans appropriately on kind of what was going on either and what they were looking at and there's no general time limit on how long they have to look at these things they could have taken much longer to look at and we've seen var where it's been like wow like this is taking Mm -hmm. a long time um i can't say in in real time did it go fairly quickly how how long would you say that look was um yeah i mean it was i don't know maybe two three minutes like it was definitely like one of the longer var reviews but um they spent that whole time looking at the initial offsides of uh, Pinnock coming in and receiving the ball. But, like, I guess maybe because he took too long with that, he felt pressured and had to, to like, throw out an answer so he didn't check the rest of the play, oh. which is, like, it, I, it, it's kind of a hard, I guess, thought process because you don't want VAR to go out with the goal of denying a goal or, or denying you know, a, uh, I don't know, penalty or something like it, it should kind of support the ref, but, you know, um, correct them if they're wrong. And 
I feel like they started at the that the front of the play, which fair enough, but maybe do your initial check and say like, okay, well that spot looks a little iffy, but let's like play it through and see if there's anything else to look at and kind of check the whole thing briefly and then go back to like, yeah, that first kick, let's see, it, I think he's off or like, yeah, but that, that shot right before the goal, like he, he was ahead. So he could have been off. Like, I don't know. But, but they didn't, they didn't say what they were looking at, right? They just said they were looking at the first image, which they showed the viewer, but they didn't mm. look at anything else past that, correct? Correct, yeah. yeah. So it, the only thing they checked was uh, Gabrielle was defending Pinnock, and the only camera view viewers got was um, from kind of behind Pinnock, and you couldn't really see Gabrielle, so it was kind of a hard read of was he off or not like it's just i was kind of okay with like that one being kind of too um obscured to have a definitive answer but like okay you still gotta check the rest of the play well right we don't get all those angles right away but they do yeah so when i was when i watched it back you know i was seeing replays so i -hmm. saw those angles and the very first thing i thought when i was watching all of them was like oh like that that guy looks off like like, yeah. why wasn't that looked at heavier? And I, I mean, we I can, mean, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, like I'll say that the defending on that play was just bad. Like it, it Arsenal should get punished for that, but fairly, right? So I don't know. It, and then just like that not being the only big mistake this weekend for VAR, it was just like. Well, here's a here's a good stat for you. How many times do you think Lee Mason has messed up on VAR this year? Well, I know at least twice with Arsenal. So, <laughs> um, I want to say I'm just gonna go like five. Yeah, it was number six. See, that's that shouldn't happen. Like, <laughs> and I get right? there is. Uh, there, like technically yes a human element to it and that's what they blamed here is just human error but come on like human error can happen with the on-field refs because you're watching it you know full speed live like you're in the in the moment it i get it it's hard but var you have yeah all the all the views all the slow-mos all the lines all the you know different tricks that they can use to decipher the play but to call human error on that and it's just so so it, it how do we change this moving forward well um i mean I, I think still you need at least to be able to hear the conversation between var and raf like as viewing fans at home would be nice um i think that would be nice and that would clear up a lot of questions right away like though it does open it up now of like okay well pinnick is is like maybe off here but not and then they say okay well not and then like forget the rest of the play so like then we clearly know that they're forgetting part of their job um or they just don't know they're, they just don't know their job good enough uh, I mean, <laughs> a lot of referees have such an ego where they'll never be wrong so they mm-hmm. can kind of just i don't want to say make it up but no now that we can hear them talk like that's i don't think yeah. i don't think that'll ever happen i don't think we'll ever get to hear them talk to one another Maybe not, but I mean, it would be a nice way to hold them a little bit more accountable, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Instead of now, it's just shrouded in mystery and um, whether moving forward we get the live conversation between the two or at least like post game they released you know the the conversation so we can have some idea of what they were thinking what but, if, what if we had coaches challenges yeah i don't know i feel like we maybe talked about this before probably um, in september when all this shit was going down so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i it it, it like you want to keep the game flowing, and I think that's why the VAR checks sometimes. Like, if they're taking too long, then they get a little flustered, and they just gotta like throw something out to get the game back going. But I almost be fine with if it's going to a VAR check and significant enough that we're we're holding the game. Then maybe that's a point where we just stop the clock, right, and like let that play out. Because you do want these to give you the right uh, decision and right result. Um, and granted, still, you don't want them to like sit around for five, ten minutes while they nitpick every little thing. But mm-hmm. you know, I think it would take at least some of the pressure off of, of the VAR officials when they know the clock is stopped and they're not technically using up uh, game time or anything. Um, but then we also kind of need to couple that in with, like, you got to bring in the World Cup um, at a at a time. Like, got to be more accurate. That like the Arsenal Brentford game ended with five minutes, and hmm. there was two goals in that. The VAR check, you know, subs, people cramping up, wasting time, and like five minutes is just nothing. It flies by. But if if you go accurate or more accurately at least, and you, you know, it is that ten, eleven, twelve minute thing that we saw in the World Cup, then. I'm not saying, you know, Arsenal would have got a second goal or anything, or maybe it would have conceded another goal. I don't know. But at least most of the game will have been fully played at that point. And, you know, players would know it. it's if that's how time will get added on. then like me sitting down here pretending I have a head injury is, is no longer worth it. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's that would be neat to see, but you know that was the biggest question was coming back from the World Cup was are we going to get that injury time? And I remember the yeah. first game back we didn't get it. I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's like two minutes, it's, you're done. <laughs> it's like yeah, that that was uh, that was wished upon and it's it's gone now. So um, yeah. yeah, that was that was a toughie. That's a tough one. Yeah, um, I don't know. Did in the highlights did you see any of the other VAR decisions? No. I don't know if they really showed them too much. Um, I guess just to kind of stay on VAR and we'll jump around a little bit, but in the, uh, what they played Thursday or Friday, um, Man United versus Leeds round one, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Lissandro Martinez has this like pretty blatant kick out. Oh, I, oh I, yes, yes, I did see this. Okay. That one's like, I don't know that it was ever checked. Um, I, I don't believe it was. Yeah. I, I remember Zach it. complaining about it. Yeah, and it's like, that's one of those where you know these players know what they're doing. Like, you talk to any past pro player, and they all say the same thing. Like, we know what we're doing of, like, yeah, we accidentally stepped on their ankle as we got up. It's like, come on. Like, and on this one, they're laying on the ground, and then he's like, swings his leg back, like, some, like, horse kick sort of deal. And it's like, just zero check. Zero look at it. And He's in the top 1% of 
a sport with their legs being their main profession. And yeah. he's telling me he doesn't know what his leg is doing. Like, no yeah, way. Right? No way. You're lying. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was. Okay. That yeah, wasn't. It's, it's, it's I, hernia. It's, it's like a vent. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it's just been a weekend of poor decisions. Yeah. Um, I mean, even to go into their next game um, of Leeds versus United, um, Veghorst got one a goal called off um, incorrectly. Uh, I think the ball came in from a corner or it might have just been a cross. Um, and Harry Maguire goes up for it with a def- defender. Um, ball comes off defender, lands at Weghorst's feet, and he kicks it in from an offside position. But it was headed to him, really, from a defender. Um, VAR checked it, said it came off of Maguire, but then, like, every view that they showed fans, it's, like, kind of, like, head, shoulder of the defender it comes off of. <sighs> but they what? still called him I didn't see this. Yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah, so, I'm going to try to find that one right now. Um, it, it just, like... It's no consistency. I, no, and I mean, that would be one of those where if you can hear the the live talk between Ref and VAR would be, you know helpful as a fan viewing it because as we see it it looks like clearly comes off the defender and then at that point regardless of where Veghorst is you know he's eligible to play the ball because it came off defender (laughs) for them to say that didn't come off the defender yeah especially you know they're zooming in on these plays and looking how do you tell me that came off of McGuire I can tell right here with a naked eye. I see the guy's arm up. Yeah, and right? he's like corralling it. Uh, <laughs> man, I, yeah. I don't know. So, that that was kind of a rough one. Um, do you see the, Suchek playing some goalkeeping? Yeah, I thought he did a good job watching it. I, I guess again, I can't wait. Well, I mean, no, he's he's not really goalie, but um, the shot comes in and. He kind of does like a a fall into the path of the ball, but like saves it with his arm. And I'm assuming VAR called it fine because he's going down and using his arm to um, brace himself. But he doesn't really. He like kind of leans into it with his arm as he kind of dives oh, towards the ball. <laughs> it's uh, I think a pretty clear penalty. I'm happy to. Uh, as an Arsenal fan, end that game in a draw and not a Chelsea win. But, true, true. You know, to be um, fair, they should have got a penalty there. <laughs> he he did say after the game that uh, his father was a great goalkeeper, so some of it rubbed off on him. <laughs> <laughs> See, he knew what he was doing he knew there. What he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay, and then the last one, the last one I got for you. Um, um, Crystal Palace, Brighton. Yes. Um, a, a, a I, I don't know how to say this guy's name. He's a midfielder for uh, Brighton. Um, he has a pretty nice run through the back line, grabs the pass, scores a pretty nice goal, gets called off, but only because the VAR placed the, the lines incorrectly. Oh, I did see this one. What Doesn't place it. On the like what, the last you know part of the defender, it's like, <laughs> what? 
who is in charge of that one? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if Lee Mason takes like the whole weekend or, or what. Um, but... That's yeah, that's a good question too. Because uh, if no, that's John, John Brooks. John Brooks. Don't know okay, who that well, is, but... Yeah. But I mean, again, it's it's you know, the basic that's probably the thing you check most as far is offside. So you should have that down easy. Like offside check. All right. Where's the, you know, furthest point of the defender. Cool. There line, boom, good or not. Like it shouldn't really be something that comes down to human error like that. Like <laughs> that's bad. That's really bad. It says, however, yeah. the offside line was wrongly drawn on John- James Tompkins rather than his fellow palace defender Mark Gwehi who was standing just behind him. If the yeah. line had been drawn on Gahey, Brighton's left back would have been onside and the goal would have stood. That is absurd. That's what I'm saying. Because that's a, that's a win for, for Brighton and that puts him in uh, does that put him in top four? No, they're not that close, no. are they? They're close. Um, they put, they'd be would... at 38. Yeah, 30, so, but so, I mean, Brighton right now is playing great and playing themselves into European positions, which for that club would be an incredible season. So, I mean, just as important, I guess, for Arsenal and their, their title charge, like it's equally important for Brighton here to get as many points as they can. Like it's awful for, for things to come down to, um, the refs just messing up. And like, again, if it was on field ref that messed up, I get it. But that's what VAR should check you on. You can't have VAR messing up like that. Dude is sitting in a booth with not a couple a couple monitors around him with every angle of what's yeah. going on. How? Ooh, man, that's a whole. <laughs> that is a can of worms that I, I would be investigating these guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was it was kind of nice. Arteta kind of came out and kind of called them out for it and um i don't think he's gotten any fine or anything from that yet but again at this point it's it's too little too late to just apologize like Mm -hmm. and you can you know say we'll take further look at the process and how we conduct var review and everything in the summer but at that point arsenal could miss out on the title and i don't know if next year we're going to be performing this well and you know, it, it's just, there's no real, um, like, way to fix it right now. And it, that just kind of sucks for so many teams and so many players. Like, it, it, I don't know. Like, we, Ar- Arsenal and Brentford split the points, but that game could have very well went, you know, both ways. So, you can't just hand out points retroactively. I get that, but... <laughs> No, call it fairly in the moment like <laughs> yeah that's that's cruel and you know with titles two things need to ha- need to happen you need to be pretty injury free which for the most part arsenal has been that for the most part and you yeah. got to have some luck and mm-hmm. right now the luck isn't really happening no and i mean like this is one of those games where yeah arsenal is not playing well but they were about to potentially scrape by with just a, you know, a, a shoddy win. But like you've seen those title-winning teams do that time and again, where it's like, oof, we are not up to the races today. But 
they make something happen, get the win out of it, and just move on. Like, you yeah. know, a draw, a, a draw is not the worst result here, but like, it is a now two point less gap with City right on the tail. Like, and respect to Brentford too, because they got a top oh. top defense who who doesn't let in a lot of goals, um, especially yeah. since me and Pinnock have been back there together. Yeah, um, I mean, I think a draw on the day was probably pretty fair to Brentford. Um, if not, maybe a win for them, really. Like, they they played great, and, um, you know, Arsenal is definitely not up to their normal standards, but I think that is kind of coming down to, like, just how Arsenal plays against teams that can defend really structured and, and compact, like, like with Everton last week. It's, like, clearly not a... Uh, they don't have a good tactic to break that down. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brentford, like, I think a draw is fair. I think they maybe could have got the win from the game, honestly. But again, you had that little bit of luck on your side as the as the you know title charge team here and get the one goal. And maybe you see out the rest of the game. It's one nil. You shouldn't have won, but you did, and you move forward. But now it's like took the air out of it a little bit and just. I don't know. Yeah, it's VAR, man. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to let that get to me, but like when it was this week, where it was just like game after game after game was just poor calls. And what can you do? <laughs> it's, it's it's a love hate, man. It's it's we all wanted it, and then once we got it, we're all like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly has a lot of room to grow. Yes, um, I think as long as we continue to see it grow and whether they implement the like um, automatic offside check thing that they had at the world cup. I think that works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you maybe just want a little bit more of a margin of error. So it's not the, like the big toe causes the offside thing again. Um, I mean, yeah, they're making improvements. Will the premier league implement all these things? I don't know, but you would hope so. I mean, I think that's all we can do as fans is kind of like voice our frustration when they do decide incorrectly and hope they take it constructively and, you know, builds a better system from it. But I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's still a very new thing in in terms of, you know, the Premier League and just footy in general. But it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> it's not been very uh, straightforward. No, not at all. But... Well, to one controversy, do we jump to another? Yeah, let's get it out of the way. All right. What should, where should we start with uh, the Blue Moon uh, team that we got? Are they going to be a team in English football in the next year? Because last I checked, no league has to accept them. Yeah, so... Um, let's like just quick recap for anyone who hasn't heard that by this point. Um, Premier League's been investigating City for past four years. Um, and just last week, last man, it was like I think it was last Monday. It was the day after. Yeah, we did our podcast. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) um, they released their list of charges and it's i think it's like 115 separate charges some dating back to like the 09 10 season um kind of covers 
like four main groups from what I've read. Um, one of them clearly is like their financial accounts are just a lot of lies and a lot of wrongdoing, especially some sponsorship deals. <laughs> the sponsorships are the big one. Yeah. Um, there's also some like weird little side contracts, um, consultancy fees that they're like have paid to some managers and I'm assuming some players as well. Um, now before, think... before you go forward, do you think Yaya Torre, Torre was an informer? Hmm. I'm on team he was. <laughs> I could see it. I mean, dude got upset he didn't get a birthday cake, so. <laughs> I think, we'll, we'll probably never know, but yeah. I think he is bitter towards that club to this day and knows some dirt and said, I didn't get a birthday cake. Anyway, continue. I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. <laughs> I remember that vaguely when, or I remember yeah, that very clearly when he didn't get that cake, and I was like, "Damn, yeah, just a cake, dude!" And I'm like, "Oh, it was just a cake." But it's, yeah, it's one of those where like you should have gave him that cake because he knew more than you yep. maybe wanted him yep. to. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, there's also some, I think, like licensing requirements or. Um, I guess requirements, but um, to play in Europe that they, I think, technically have filed correctly, but if these accounts charges are proven um, true, then, like, their licensing to play in Europe would be invalid. So, like, they're kind of getting not punished for that yet, but it's kind of bundled into everything. Um, and then I guess city just stopped cooperating with this investigation for the past, like four or five years, which to me is always kind of a red flag, but, um, you know, as far as charges go, I think is just some of the like petty ones of like, you're not going to work with us. Well, here you go. Like (laughs) here's a charge for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, as far as I've heard, this is going to like a independent committee um, to review now. Um, and there's no real guidelines or like flow chart that they follow of like, you committed this charge and you're guilty. So this happens like the punishment is kind of open-ended from what I've, I've, I've been reading. And, and who gets to choose this punishment? I think it's going to be Collective? whatever th- this independent committee um, decides, which I think was mm-hmm. only like three, four people or something. Like it's pretty small, um, which is probably what you want in this situation, especially with so many charges. Like you just need everyone to kind of get on the same page. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could get like a point subtraction, like we've seen with Juventus. Right. Um, I mean, you can always do the like financial punishment, but that will mean nothing. No. You know, City has stupid money so like whatever you come up with won't really help um and i've seen you know taking the titles away that they've won in in the past years which like yes uh if these is all true like should happen but like i don't know it's it's a good enough punishment right like so liverpool would be awarded a title or two which is great but in in for city like yes they're not as successful in these past years 
but is it like a real punishment? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> and like, but then, like, and that doesn't do anything for me as a fan. Like, oh, cool. Like, we won the get championship. The, get the bus year. going. Like, <laughs> I saw some of the tweets come out from players of of old, just saying like, "Are we taking that bus ride? Like, let's go." <laughs> um, before you yeah. keep going, I got, I got one one little tidbit that I found. Mm-hmm. What is the most famous Man City goal in your mind? Most famous, um, probably the Aguero title winner. Did you know this is like this is going to be some pub trivia? Oh boy! Did you know that is Mario Balotelli's only assist ever? 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 Like not just at City, just ever. What? <laughs> and you know that wasn't that intentional of a pass. No, he slipped. <laughs> How is that? How has he never had any other assists? Why would the man pass? I get it, but even Holland got an assist this week. Like, <laughs> follow Telly, like, man. You're up there. I figure at some point. I couldn't point, believe you... it. I couldn't believe it. I, yeah. I was listening to another podcast and they, they were talking about it. And they were like, they basically how I just said it to you, like, what's the most famous goal? Yeah. That was the only assist he ever had. Crazy. That's incredible. Like, yeah. That now is it might a not really matter. good. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that so do we take the gone. assist off as well? well I'm, and that's the next thing I'm curious about. How do stats work? Hmm. Because um, Aguero, yeah. man, he had tore it up. But like, I mean, I guess you're. They stats strip his golden boot. Are they going to strip his his tie um, like his records? Because if they're going to strip Man City's records, mm-hmm. do the players get associated with that? I don't know. There's a lot of questions yeah, that go go into that. So. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's a lot of it's a big can of worms. Yeah, it it's just it's a lot of unknown now at this point. Like I think we just got to kind of wait out the eventual lawyer battle and all that. Um What do you want to from, happen? I mean, from what I've heard and read just in my like some research since this came out, but just other hearings as over the past few years, like some of these sponsorship deals are just complete bogus. Like it's, there was one where it was like a, the address was like a PO box in London and the company is like one dude. And it's like this, you're not getting like a mom and pop shop to be a sponsor for Manchester city. Like it's all big corporations and stuff. It's so like, there is definitely some weird deals that go on and um you know for it to be this many charges i think is uh pretty damning like it's not just they found like one thing and then like jumped at the gun they took four years to like get this all together so i think you should probably be able to find them guilty on most of the charges at least um but as far as punishment, like, yeah, it's hard to say because you can remove them from the Premier League. And from what I understand, um, they can't just be, like, just relegated. They would have to be removed from, like, the English Football League and then, like, reapply. Um, and then the English Football League kind of decides, like, where you land. Hmm. Um but like, given the day and age of it, I think 
I don't think you would like get right reinserted back into the Premier League since there is you know all the promotion relegation and everything and um, but then at that point whether you get placed in the championship or League One or something you're still getting promoted like a lot of players will leave but you still have even even if you're doing your financials correctly they still have way more money than any of those lower league teams so right. like they'd be out of the premier league for one two maybe three years come back in and you know still work their way up and still be a, a powerful team um so would we see so say they get put in championship would we see four teams get promoted this year that's the way i've understood it okay um because that'd be interesting yeah, yeah, which, I mean, would be kind of cool to see. <laughs> right. But um, I don't, yeah, I don't know the specifics on it because I think in, I think it was Serie A when Juventus got relegated because of all their uh, match fixing and all that. I think they just, like, made them one of the teams to get relegated. And then it was, so it was really only, like, two other teams that season got relegated um, since Juventus was, like, a nailed in like took one of the relegation spots so i don't know if that would really be the same thing here but that would make the most sense it would make the most sense but then i was seeing that like they can't just do that that they would be just removed from the football pyramid and then they'd have to like reapply Hmm. um so i don't know exactly how that'll go um i think kind of your best route is like because i'm trying to think of it as like the Premier League as a business and a brand, right? You can't go too soft with this because then your Chelsea's, your probably Arsenal's, Liverpool's, all the teams that have a lot of money will then see, okay, well, we can spend whatever we want, pay a little fine, and we're good to go. You know, you you can't come too soft because then your brand image kind of gets wrecked a little bit in that of like, oh, yeah, Premier League is, yeah, like, you know, most... uh, competitive league and all this and it's like well not really anymore because yeah it's it's corrupted and and tainted and you can kind of do what you want just pay a little fine on the side so it'd be really hard to continue to like be a fan if all these teams could get away with doing this oh yeah yeah so it's like premier league is kind of in a tough spot of protecting their brand image and unfortunately man city in the past 10 years or whatever, it has been a big part of their brand image because they have been so successful. Um, so you're kind of like, you know, eating yourself a little bit, but you also want to come out fair, but strong in your, in your punishments. So this doesn't happen again. So I don't know. I think you probably, you probably do some financial punishment just so premier league can take some money. Um, I guess probably just strip them of their titles that they've won in these affected seasons. And then I I would say maybe just like you start the next season with like a pretty significant points deduction, like right away. So Mm. like if you guys have another, you know, a hundred something point season, well, like you're going to need it. And, and, and to have any hope of like winning this season, but then, really, that's like a one-season punishment. Yeah, you know? they should like, draw this out over multiple seasons. Which you could maybe do. That'd I mean, kind of sweet. If it's if it's been going on for ten years, maybe you just 10 do years. a ten-year like. <laughs> You're already down fifteen points to start the next ten years. That'd be that'd be crazy. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think you just you got to find that balance of like fair, harsh punishment and not too soft. (laughs) Yeah, I hope I hope they get punished enough. I would be okay with them going down a league and them having to work themselves back up. Really, be really interesting to see what they do with their players. Um, Obviously, they don't want to lose them, but at the same time, those players want to stay. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is if if Holland's already got 25 goals in Premier League, if he yeah. stays and they're in a lower league, he's getting like 60 and it just in the league. Like <laughs> would be fun. It would be fun, but um yeah, jeez. I don't know. They they got a lot to to go through and a lot to decide. Okay, one more hypothetical before maybe we mm-hmm. we jump to another subject, but say they get top 4 this year. Mm-hmm. Say they get relegated to whatever uh, league they're going to go to. Do they still make Champions League? Um, that might be oh, some research that we have to do, but I haven't seen anything on that. I would think maybe no. Because um, they'd be put oh, at the bottom of the table? Only because, thing? yeah, like, like it, it's not just, you know, you didn't... Um, miss out on Champions League by points or or anything like you've committed these crimes and have been like physically removed from the competition you know yeah um so I I would think it'd probably just you know if they finish in the top four now it's really this season instead of 20 teams in the league there was 19 Mm. so like you know you you just kind of go next down the list which for your Liverpools and Chelsea's this season might be a pretty good deal. <laughs> I'll allow it. But I, I I don't think we're gonna find anything so quickly anyway. Yeah, um, this season will probably finish and I wouldn't be surprised if it takes, you know, almost all of next season before we really hear much. Like it's a lot of charges to go through and you know, City's lawyers are gonna fight a tooth and nail on every single one and <sighs> work is cut out, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Pep does, too, because I know he said, like, a couple weeks ago, you know, the integrity of the club matters, blah, blah, blah. And now mm-hmm. they're getting, like, sued, essentially. And now I'm waiting yeah. for someone to ask him a question about it. But who knows? It's it's a, really, yeah. it's a weird one. That's a weird one. Yeah, well, from uh, from that... Oh, I got, a good se- I, I got a good segue. So Do it. VAR was probably the lowest of the week. Mm-hmm. Man City right above VAR. Bednarak's own goal right above that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it every time I see it I laugh. Dude, it's I so laugh good. so hard. I could I was like, that is in his face where he's like, what am I supposed to do? It's just um, this this weekend, from what I saw looked like some of the worst defenses I've ever seen with the ball just bouncing off of everyone and ricocheting and rebound goals. It was just like, what happened? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this one, like, it looks like Bednarek has it and will take care of it. And then he just kind of, like, turns around and, like, falls and kicks it in. It was like, it, it was just so, like, it's funny. It caught me off. 
yeah, it caught me off guard when I first saw it because it's not your typical like, oh, someone shot it and bounced off his thigh and went in or something. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like slow motion kind of weird fall turn thing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have to watch it again just because the first time I saw it, I just, I saw, when I saw him on the score sheet, I was like, oh man, he got OG. Yeah. And I saw, I was like, geez, I was like, that's, that's how? Ridiculous. See, I'm going yeah. to count how many bodies have been off of one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh. <laughs> like why was this momentum like why did he he was facing away from the goal that all of a sudden yeah. like turned himself into it oh it dude just, embarrassing do you think he's rusty i think uh, that's probably part of it like he certainly hasn't played a lot this year um but i mean come on like he, it's not like that shot was so crazy no. that you know, he had to reach for it or something like that. It was pretty much right at him, and he pretty much stopped it initially, and then just kind of wobbles around. <laughs> there it goes. It's in the goal. One of the better OGs we've seen this year. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, that game was interesting. Credit to Wolves for never giving up. Wow, yeah. Um, I think pretty much the whole time it looked like... Uh, Southampton never really took advantage of having the extra man. Like mm-hmm. they definitely had some some decent attacks there, um, but I mean, really, it, it, like you can't lose when you're when you got the man advantage and you already have a goal up on them. Like they were winning before the card even came out. Yeah, although right? his card too. Not to go back to VAR, but that was a very strange second yellow card. I don't know if you I, caught I, I it. I saw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again. Because um, when I was scanning through everything, it, it did go kind of fast. Yeah, it's so like he gets a good yellow card early on for like a pretty rough tackle. So fair enough. But then his second yellow, um, he, I think he's like the second or third player to approach the ref to, you know, complain about whatever. And it looks like he's kind of running up and like tapping his arm, like calling for a handball or something, and for whatever reason, the ref just singles him out and gives him the second yellow, and so sends him off. And it seemed just very like strange. Like it's he's not up in the ref's face or anything. He wasn't the first to run over to the ref and complain. It just I don't know. Looked at the ref weird, I guess. And <laughs> ref just said you and and gave him that second yellow. It so. looked like it looked like a ref ego. I think it did, so. It did kind of just happen out of nowhere. Like the play was kind of just going. Unless he said yeah. it, he might have said a no-no word. Which, yeah, could be. But, I mean, I think that's... It, it would be nice to kind of get the like the rugby style of ref is mic'd up. So then clear up you so kind of have that. Yeah. So you, you, they can just they can do a lot of like little things that have been proven to work in other sports and other, other leagues to just make a lot of these processes better and... Even like the mic on the ref gives the ref more protection. So if these players are mouthing off to him, he can send them off knowing that there's a recording of that player like saying something disrespectful and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, getting away from that and back to Southampton Wolves. Um, yeah, Wolves Stay never alive. say die. Stay yeah. alive. Uh, they move up to fifteenth, which yeah. They, they they made a good a good charge here in the past couple of weeks. They got and a little, a little padding. 
they got the Southampton manager fired from this game. Oh, so. that happened? That happened. Whoa. <laughs> Which... When that happened? Fe- that happened today? Uh, maybe yesterday, I think. Um, Sunday, maybe? Okay, yesterday. I don't know. Um, which I think is a little bit harsh. He's there for three months. He's there for three months. He's in, I think it was, oh, in, in all competitions, they play, he managed for 14 games. They won six, drew zero, lost eight. Considering Southampton is not terrible, but I think only because they were already so deep into the relegation battle, it was like they needed uptick right away and this wasn't enough. And then, I mean, this game was kind of just a uh, a bad one anyway, where it's like you got the man advantage and can't really take advantage of that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a quick turnaround, but I get, you know, if you're trying to stay up in the league, I guess you got to do whatever you can. And and they saw it. They saw Everton do what they did. I think so. Yeah. And they said, okay, we got to match that. Which now, but, who's going to go to Southampton? I don't know. Actually, I just saw today, Jesse Marsh is oh, apparently on the short list for that. Oh, <laughs> so I'm just going to jump into the Jesse Marsh thing real quick. Cool. Um, so if you hadn't heard, he got sacks from Leeds. That, did that happen? Bef- oh, no, we talked about that. We did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in in his time there... Uh, he managed for 32 games, um, eight wins, nine draws, 15 losses. A little bit rough. Um, 39 goals for, 53 goals against. Again, not terrible for where Leeds kind of ends up in the table. Right. Um, I think the one that hurts and probably has been hurting, their last league win was November 5th. Oh, against Granted, there's... Um, no, they won against Bort- Bournemouth, like, I think right after that. Oh, okay. Um, granted, there is the World Cup break in there, so, like, mm. it's not as long of a time as it sounds. Um, but still, just, like, clearly not getting great performances out of the team. Um, mm. Or maybe maybe that's a little harsh to say, but, like, not being able to see out games and, and finish off opponents, you know? Um, which I've, like, definitely said before on this (laughs) for some of their games um but i think for me just the timing of it felt very just strange like you go through all of january where like it's not an overnight decision like they the board or whoever's deciding knew he's kind of on the rocks here and like it could happen so like why go through all of january let him bring in mckinney and stuff and like and then get rid of him makes no sense no, I mean, and again, it's like one of those of like, Sean Dyche was available. Like, you know, he's he's a good manager. He kept Burnley up for so many years. And, you know, he, while well, Everton didn't win today, like his first game there was against Arsenal and, you know, got the win from that. Like, he's a good manager. He can pretty much, not guarantee, but pretty much guarantee you, you're going to stay up. So if you're already already thinking... You know, maybe Jesse Marsh is not our guy. Like, I don't know. You don't got to sign Sean Dyche onto a long deal, but, you know, just get him there for the rest of the year or, or, you know, this season plus next and then move on to your 
your actual managerial target, but it shows me they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just to say it in a few words, like, it doesn't make any sense why you'd have your manager go out and, and scout during the winter transfer window and try to figure yeah. out who he wants. Get the he, he got the guy he wanted. Yeah. Had 32 minutes with McKinney, something like that. He got subbed into the 64th in yeah. his first game, and then he was fired the next day. Which, by the way, did that happen just a week ago? Was it after our um, podcast? Because I, I, I don't remember talking about it. I think it. so, yeah. It just it after. Mu- Man, we got a busy it week of news. Been. Yeah, because both of these uh, games against United was with their temporary manager. So Okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, Southampton, if if they go with him, I think is a mistake. I think at this point you need you need someone who has the experience fighting the relegation battle and mm. just the uh, I think the longer tenure of being a manager to uh, come in and right the ship and hopefully save your season a little bit. Um, I don't know. I mean, Southampton's still bottom of the table. 15 points. Um, it's not looking good. Not looking good at all. So James Ward-Prowse might be available for cheap next year. Who knows? <laughs> I hope so. Well, if, 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 any, him. if any, yeah, if any team could get him to actually leave Southampton, He's that might be the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bournemouth. They're sitting down there too. Yeah. Yeah. They um, had a very is Newcastle, which hey, kudos oh, to them drawing Newcastle. Yeah. Um, kind of when I watched the replay, kind of a snoozer game. Uh, yeah, which, I mean, I think this classic is classic Newcastle, right? Just you know, I, I've I've said it before, but like, if you want to be top four, you can have the lowest you know goals allowed and all these clean sheets, but if you can't turn a draw into a win. You know, Tottenham's looked pretty shitty, and they're still only, you know, you're on 41 points. They're at 39. Oh, can we you talk got... about Tottenham? Oh, I'd love to. Let's talk about Tottenham. Because <laughs> like, boredom is cool, but I'd much rather talk about Tottenham. Nah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I want to talk about Leicester. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Um, team of the week? I, I'm just going to say uh, Leicester is definitely up there for team of the week. I also had wolves just because they like came back, never say die, but players of the week, Ian Nacho and Madison, both with a goal and an assist. And I just want to talk about Ian Nacho. This guy looks so calm when he's taking his shots. It's, it's incredible. Like he's, he's just, it's like, he's just walking up with a ball. So nonchalant does one little juke and just like, just places the shot like mm-hmm. nothing crazy and it just it looks just so relaxed and just like just playing tottenham you know like Damn, no big deal does, man i swear <laughs> second half Ilya nacho needs to be a thing yeah it, it's really impressive how how much he turns up and why does it take brandon rogers until the second half to figure this out i uh, yeah I, <laughs> I, that's that's the weird one like I think Rogers was really just trying to get fired, and then double Lester. <laughs> yeah, Lester said, "No, man, you're you're here for at least the season." And then he's like, "All right, like let's get to work." Oh my god, but, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, Madison looked great. Ian Acha looked great. Um, 
I think Leicester's probably a little bit unfortunate to concede the goal they did. Uh, it was another one of those that just like bounced around. I'm saying, yeah, a lot of those this weekend. Um, oh, but Mendy with the absolute banger. He's gold week nomination. Nomination for sure. For yeah. sure. I don't know if he's going to win it yet. I got to talk yeah. about, we'll talk about the other one, which yeah. we're on the same page with these. So um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're my team of the week just because they beat a team that just beat man city. Um, mm-hmm. Seems to be the trend these days. You beat man city, then you suck the next game. So I don't know if that's like, I mean, Liverpool uh, did it. Tottenham did it. I mean, look, if, if Arsenal can beat man city, I'll, I'll take a sucky follow-up game. <laughs> Who do y'all play after them? Um, I got you. I got you. Oh, Villa. I think it's Villa. Villa. Which I'd just like to get the the mental win over over City there. Of yeah, you know, I think that'll go a long way. So that's gonna be. But I mean, yeah, it's. Did you see? um, So Hugo Lloris is out injured, Mm -hmm. which you know is a, a pretty significant loss for Tottenham. They don't have a great backup keeper. Um, Frazier Forster has been in the league with a few different teams. Um, Southampton was the last time I think I saw him. I think so. But do you see some of his like movements on, on some of these shots? No, are they bad? I don't know if you just chalk it up to like a little bit of rust and, and lack of actual game time, but dude just like, Falling like a statue, like Uh-oh. so slow, just no movement in him. And if that's what they're carrying forward for the rest of the season, or at least a, a handful of games until Hugo comes back, like they're in a rough spot. Like they're already in a pretty rough spot because they just don't look great, and they just lost Benton Kerr to ACL injury. Oh, is ACL confirmed? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, um. Yeah, Tottenham is is uh, not looking great. Who, who uh, do you think's older, Frazier or Yoris? Oh gosh, um, I I would think hmm, I'm gonna say Hugo by like a touch, <laughs> but I feel like that's wrong since you're asking me. <laughs> Hugo's got two years on him, but you just brought up the okay. fact he was clunky and slow. I was like, well, that's because he's old. Oh. And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I guess he's not that old. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Tottenham's sitting in fifth with 39 points. You know, not you're only a couple points off of Newcastle in fourth. But Such a weird team. You got Brighton, Fulham, and Brentford kind of right on your tail with 35 and 34 points. So uh, now with Champions League coming back into play, or you know, playing a couple more games that you they aren't. So we'll see what happens with them. But it's uh, not looking too hot. That's for sure. <laughs> Tottenham and Newcastle are the weirdest teams this year. The weirdest, uh, yeah. weirdest top half teams. Yeah, I'd agree. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, Liverpool and Chelsea being ninth and 10th. I is guess we're still top weird, half. Let's go. We're still up there. Still there, yeah. Don't forget about us. Uh, <laughs> well, we gave Leicester a nod. We gave the Wolves a nod. I, I would give it to Leicester over the Wolves just because the Wolves played 
the worst team in the league, arguably. Yeah. And 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 Leicester played Tottenham, who beat the second best team in the league a week ago. Yeah. Um, the the other shout I want to give as far as players uh, was Fabianski, just just only allowing the one goal against Chelsea. Chelsea only one goal in the last three games now. I'm going to ride them so hard because of all the money they spent. <laughs> and so that's that was 480 million for one goal. So that's our that's our ratio right now. And then we'll slowly, you know, that is pricey. We'll, yeah, that's that's a really expensive goal. And arguably, yeah. it was their least expensive player. I think that scored it. Technically, unless they do buy him, in, unless in they the buy summer. him, right? But right now, <laughs> right now, how much? How much? Atletico wants one forty. Oh, get out of here! Is that what they said? <laughs> Which hey, Tom Foley might be crazy enough to do it. Who hey, knows? You know what? Get your money. <laughs> Go get it. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but I'm I'm cool with Leicester being um, team of the week. Like you were pretty much you pretty much dominated Tottenham that Fuck whole game. Yeah, like, they did. That was awesome. It, Probably should have been a clean sheet, but you know things happen, and he had some great goals in there too. So I know that Mendy goal was. Oof. I love that is my favorite type of goal when they get a run up on it and the crowd is just going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those ones are always so sweet. Like just the perfect power. It's always like a perfect placement and like top corner, like side netting, like just. Uh, so good so fun to watch do you have another nomination for goal yeah i do i do um willian willian oof oof that's (laughs) once once every five years we see that from him but that was that was sweet for for how old is he 34 uh maybe yeah i mean that was a fast cut 34 i mean yeah it's he just sends that defender flying a little cut back, just perfectly places it, you know, through the crowd. Weak foot? Weak foot? Weak foot, too. Dude, how do we choose this week? Um, Because it was just, like, so sweet of a, of a hit, I'm on Willian this there week. Go, <laughs> I think my gut is telling me Willian, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we're going to call Lester Team of the Week... I'm trying to like divvy it up a little, and because we have two really good nominations, I'd be more than happy to give it to William as well. Yeah, I mean, and you know that Fulham is one of uh, one of three games in the weekend that wasn't a draw. So, oh my god, um, and well, one of actually uh, one of three games that kept a, a clean sheet. Um, Are you so, counting Liverpool? Yeah, so you had Fulham versus Forest, um, mm. Liverpool with the the big win over Everton today, and then United over Leeds. Um, mm. You know, that's uh, granted it's Forest, but Forest has been kind of on the up in the, these past couple weeks. So like to do that without a Mitrovic goal too. So no, man. where is he? He's he's a little quiet these days, but. Uh, Saving himself for the the run in at the end of the season, I think. I hope so. I hope so, Chad. Um, you know, it's like every game that goes by with Forest, and like they have a great game with Navas, and then they lose a the game. It's like, man, what are they gonna do? 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Because uh, he played great in his debut. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he played particularly bad here. It's more as, like, defense kind of let him down. But, yep. I mean, it's another one of those things where they just bought, like, so many players. And I think it's it's obviously taken time for them to all get used to each other. And, I don't know, I think you're still kind of paying for that a little bit of, like... There's no like real set team yet. They just want to stay alive. I think that's yeah, their, that's their fair, goal yeah. for this year. Just stay alive. Doing it so far, so. Yep. Yeah. Um. I mean, Man City versus Villa. Like, game was pretty much over at half. Um. Yeah. Holland. Holland was taken off at halftime with an uh, apparent injury. Hmm. Um. Pep says he's questionable for the Wednesday game. He's starting. You know, yeah, he's come start. on. Like, Are you kidding me? With all the stuff going down, <laughs> this is this has to be Man City's year to win Champions League. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the clock is ticking even more so. Yeah, I mean, people are getting older. Um, you got the charges against you. You got whatever the internal stuff is with Cancelo and I'm sure other players, you know. Things are happening in city and not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> so, so say, oh man, we're jumping back to city. Just uh, one, one last thing about city since we're just talking mm-hmm. about the game. If they have something happen to them and Pep says my time is done here, he's mm-hmm. coached Barcelona, he's coached Bayern, he's coached City. Does he go to Italy? Does he come to the United States? What do you think uh... his next move could be? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think Pep necessarily has this this desire to, you know, win a title in all the big leagues. Because um, if that was the case, I think we would have seen him move from teams a little bit more often than he has. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I could see him just kind of letting teams come to him and, and pitch him and, you know, whatever sounds best. Like... He could just do a a one two year deal in the U.S. with I don't know Galaxy or someone that has the money to pay him, and um, you know that's not a bad place to live. You're in L.A. You you know got California weather and and nice house and all that. Um, but Italy, I'm sure, is just as nice when you have the money for it. So what about PSG, one last run with Messi. PSG. Before Messi bounces to MLS. He would get Neymar again. Mbappe. If they stay, I don't know. Um, That'd be interesting. I could see, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's... Uh, I don't think his time is, as a top manager would come into question or anything. Or like he really be associated too much with the wrongdoings of City. But... Um, I mean, yeah, I think every team that has a opening or even a question about their current manager would just call him up and oh, be like, for look. Sure. And he's still <laughs> pretty young. He's only 52. Yeah, yeah. He's got plenty of time. So, I don't know. That would be interesting part of it, too. Like, between, yeah, whatever happens to the club and then players and staff alike, you know, mm-hmm. you're not only used to getting Premier League wages but you're also used to that level of competition. So right. you go down a handful, maybe stay to like 
bring the club back to glory. And then most of them, I think, are probably going to say, ooh, I need to take like a 80% pay cut. Nah. <laughs> most. Yeah. I, imag- I imagine most. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm, well, look, we've la- we've gone far too long without you getting to gush over Liverpool winning. So, please have the floor. Uh, <laughs> first goal for Mo Salah since Boxing Day. He's back, baby. Oh my lord! Well, Nunez played great. Let's just start right there. This is probably the best game he's had. He finally understands. I think where everyone is going to be. Um, you know, despite our injuries, I mean, we're still like half a squad right now. Yeah. We are never going to play through the midfield. We're going to score our goals when we have to run mm-hmm. today proves Nunez can, I was a little worried at first. I was like, okay, I've never really kind of seen him like run next to someone like the whole length of the pitch. And that was great. He popped his head up to find Mo Salah in the middle. Found Mo. Mo, easy goal, right down the pipe. Yeah. Celebrated great. Robo punched Mo in the chest, and Mo was just looking for Darwin, saying, like, I got to make sure, like, he recognizes that that was amazing, and that's what we have yeah. to do to score goals. Um, I mean, it's it's like you posted in the Discord. Like, that's the, the classic Liverpool counterattack goal that we've seen time and again in the past few years. So, like... Just do to that. finally see that again, like they they still know they they know how to do it, um, but yeah, I think now now Nunez is kind of up to speed on that of like oh, I don't need to take every shot. Like there's almost always going to be one to two other players either with me up here or you know running in right behind me. So um, yeah, I think that's that was a a good goal for them to score. Especially since Nunez was involved in the in the pass there, um, it, it, it was the fact that he took he 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 looked up to find Mo. Yeah. That that was the key takeaway there. Um, in the pass, he would just kind of put his head down and you know try to shoot yeah. it, and usually yeah. it just didn't work out. Um, so yeah, that was super. Great! I was I was just like, thank goodness! I was I was, <laughs> I was so relieved. I was like, this has been long overdue because I came yeah. into this game, I was pretty low. I was like, it's Everton. Yeah, we're at home. Like, but Everton was, just came out a hot on a hot wind. I was surprised. Um, I thought Everton. I get it's Derby rivalry game, like, mm-hmm. and Liverpool hasn't been at their best, but neither has Everton. I thought Everton was going to come out much more similar to how they played against Arsenal. Um, but they just wanted to go toe-to-toe with Liverpool, which even in a struggling season, Liverpool still has the quality to to beat you in that game because that is their game. It maybe hasn't been as effective because of injuries and age and whatever, but like Everton, that's not your game. So I don't know why they came out to try to play that way. They're confident. <laughs> I guess, but... There you go. You lost 2-0. <laughs> he had one shot on goal. A um, couple of yellows. Yeah. Not just, again, not not a whole lot going for them. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> I can't say, I mean, Liverpool, they, they took their chances and they got them, but they controlled the game, but they just didn't, they didn't try to do too much, which is great. You don't have to do too much. Like, yeah. score on your counters and everything will work out just fine. Um, the ending was a little comical. 
uh, it was just like kind of ridiculous. Um, robo doing robo things, Pickford doing Pickford things. Uh, I mean, anytime I see it, players just laughing at each other, like in a uh, in a uh, um, kind of poking fun kind of way like this, it's just great. Like these are yeah. grown men out there, like <laughs> being petty, which is like incredible to watch. And but then like the opposite side always gets like so offended at that dude it was cody it was all it was really like it was fine because like pickford came in with a huge chest bump and like robo didn't care he was just like oh like yeah like i get it and then cody came all pissy like not realizing that it was like i don't want to say it was like fun banter because it wasn't I wouldn't call it fun, but it was like competitive. Yeah, it wasn't anything malice and and like yeah. something that there wasn't like a fight going to break out. But because Cody came in there all hot headed, yeah, Virgil was ready to fight like five dudes. <laughs> I don't know. If you, there's a good. There's like a good picture of him where he's just like standing there with everyone like half his size, and he's like looking oh down on them. And I was like, oh my god, please don't get hurt uh, <laughs> again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't want to I, I don't want to gush too much over that game because no, that, that's no. like a we came in, we did what we had to do, and now let's look forward to next week. But boy, did we need that one so yeah. bad. Who who do you play next? Uh, Newcastle. Okay, I think this is this is probably a good like building block for yeah, that game. I think um, so. I think Newcastle will probably come to play. Um, I don't know. Newcastle been scoring a ton though, so I'm not really too worried. Yeah. Our defense has been our weak spot. Newcastle yeah. has scored six goals in the last six games, including uh, cup draws. Um, with the most goals coming against Newcastle, oh, I'm sorry, Southampton. So they're not scoring scoring a whole lot either. Yeah. Uh, and then after Newcastle, we get Madrid in Champions League, which I don't have any. I I'm gonna just watch that one with a cold pint and just say hey <laughs> whatever happens happens just along for the ride on that yeah one. <laughs> no i i'm not look i'm not gonna like stress over that one yeah, um yeah, yeah hey 2-0 dos yeah. dos that's it you know you gotta do uh do something and and you know get the points that you can and if you're gonna get points in any game, it might as well be the rivalry games. So <laughs> let's just beat Chelsea. That's like let's just stay above them in the table. If you can stay above Chelsea, while not your best season, successful. Better, better than theirs. <laughs> yeah, better than theirs. Exactly. Yep. Yep. All right, you want to do our want to do our uh, rosters? Yeah. And then I probably gotta hit the hay here soon because yeah, it's getting late. How long? We've been going for a little minute here. I told you this is going to be a, a, a long one. Right. We had things to talk about. Yeah. I swear we're not that bad. It's been an hour, hour 15. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't go too crazy. I, I feel I like mean, I went a little crazy. You feel like you went a little crazy? A um, little bit. A little bit. Let, do you want to start with our forwards? Because I feel like they're probably... I bet... We both from, have Holland. We both have Holland. Okay. Neymar? What else? <laughs> no. Are you going Messi? No. Mbappe? <laughs> wow, no PSG forward. Or are no. you? No PSG no. forward. Okay. Uh, uh, Benzema? Benzema, yeah. Okay, I'm going Holland, Neymar, Benzema. 
Um, I went with uh, Oshman from uh, Napoli. Yep. A lot of money. A lot of money coming out. his way. Uh, yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, I had a hard time picking anyone from PSG because they seem to be going through some stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not playing particularly well. Neymar, I think, came out the other day and said the locker room morale is like bad. <laughs> like they almost sound like they're in a little bit of a, a crumble period like Mm. um yeah i don't know because i went back and forth on all their strikers like neymar is the only healthy one technically right right that was my decision the health yeah Messi, i think they said is back um and bape as well but he came back from like a hamstring injury or something so i don't know that you'll see much of him if we'll see at all you know that's not a, a easy thing to come back quickly from um, but yeah, I think Holland Benzema is like pretty solid. I almost went Vinicius, but dude, just he doesn't exactly get the goals or assists right. that I thought he might. So yeah, I, I, I'm playing it safe. I'm by far the worst team in this league, so like I probably had I have to make crazy moves, but I, I can go one more round without having to yeah. do you know picks that no one else is doing. I, I, you know, I have to pick Holland again. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, what's your midfield? Um, I got Jude Bellingham. Ooh, I thought about it. Um, I t- took Perisic from Tottenham. Okay. And then Jao Mario from Benfica. Nice. I'm uh, going Marco Royce. Nice. KDB. Almost did him. Almost did him, too. And Musiala. <laughs> Nearly took him. Mm, nearly. Nearly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Perisic, I only took because a lot of their attack play seems to come through him. Um, now, is he going to be playing left back? He, well, he normally plays that like left wing back sort of thing, right. but um, he's technically a midfielder. Right, right. Um, and I think especially with, with Benton Kerr out, like he was kind of their creative outlet in the midfield um so i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens i mean as far as i've seen milan has not been in a great spot either so it could just be a total bore fest of of a game two games anyway but um fingers crossed um jude bellingham i mean we know he's great um it was either him or royce and I don't know. Jude just has that that young vibrancy that mm-hmm. I think he's he's up for it for these games and would I almost went both. Back. I was really close to doing really? both. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, I actually I, I wrote down Holland and I put Dortmund in parentheses and I went, Whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? Yeah. And then I um, rethought some things. Joe Mario though. Um Interlegend. In some yeah, he's in some great form right now for Benfica in the league. I think he said like, uh, I want to say like five or six goals in their past like three or four games. Whoa! So I don't know if he's going to carry that over to Champions League, but fingers crossed. Okay. <laughs> Keep an eye out. No, Steven Estacio. I I looked and it doesn't seem like he's really playing. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's hurt or something like. I don't know. Um, see, see what the U does. 
and yeah, like really, he didn't get me the points that I thought he might in that first round. So moved in, on from in the him. world in the World Cup. You mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Um. All right. My defense. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. All right. Uh, Minjai from Napoli. Okay. Uh, Ramani from Napoli. Whoa. Uh, Simon Kaiser from AC Milan. Okay. And then going Marquinhos. Marquinhos is the only PSG player I took. Okay. <laughs> what else you got back there? Um, sticking with Thiago Silva. You know, he's performed well in the league. Um, against Dortmund, I feel like it's it's going to be pretty back and forth. Um, oh, you think so? so? Hope, you think so? I think so, yeah. So I'm hoping for a, a good amount of clearances and stuff. Because um, I also took Schlotterbeck from Dortmund. So both sides. Either someone gets me a clean sheet or I hopefully get a lot of clearances going here. <laughs> Before you keep going, my, my thought, because I was looking at Chelsea too, and I was kind of mm-hmm. like debating on like what to do with them. Here's why I didn't choose a Chelsea player, Chad. Cool. Go for it. Their last six games. West mm-hmm. Ham, 1-1. Yeah. Fulham, yeah. 0-0. Liverpool, 0-0. Crystal Palace, 1-0. Fulham, they lost 2-1. Man City, they lost 4-0. They have not played a really, really, really good side in a while. And I think they're in this True. mentality of like, this is normal. We're going to play the Fulhams <laughs> and whoever, you know, the West Ham. And then Dortmund's yeah. just going to come in there and say, this is hilariously easy. And we're going to dominate you all game. I hope so. I mean, I'd love to see <laughs> Chelsea just, get destroyed. Just just <laughs> Especially by Dortmund. Um but yeah, it was just so hard to pick. Like I almost took Enzo, but um, again, is like without looking back as as much as you did, I kind of like had the same feeling of like, well, they don't necessarily play great these days. Um, but he's probably one of their most promising uh, players at the moment. Dor- um, Dorman's hot right now too. Yeah, Dorman's looking good. Um, my other defender was Upa Makano from mm-hmm. Bayern. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the same reason, like, since I have him and Marquinhos, like, Bayern and PSG, I think, are both kind of, uh, just not playing exceptionally well, or really even, um, scoring as much as we would probably expect them to, so, I think just take the, some defenders and hope you get some clearances, or maybe a clean sheet out of it, and take some easy points hopefully might see, i mean we might see a scoreless first game if everyone's you know relaxed yeah yeah all right what's your keeper um Murray, Murray from napoli oh okay i'm going uh, go ahead I, I just figured we're getting should be an easy clean sheet um because uh not only is, is napoli playing really well but Really, they're going against. Um, where is it? They've only oh, had uh, fifteen goals in the league. Yeah, yeah, um, and they're going against Frankfurt, which they're fine. But like you know, Napoli's been performing this year, so I think it should be an easy, easy win for them. Where Who'd is, you take? Where is Frankfurt in this other six right now? Oh, I took uh, Tata Rossanu from AC Milan. Um, what a name! I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Actually, I, I don't actually. I, I don't know where he's from. Uh, 
Tata T A T A R U S A N U. He is mm -hmm. from Romania. Oh, okay. Nice. So, can't really pronounce his first name. Priyan? Tata Razanu? I might be. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't want to go too crazy, but then I felt like I had to try and differentiate a little bit to, you know, everyone's going to take Holland. Um, everyone's probably taking Benzema. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, that whole PSG front line is just kind of questionable, and they don't really have any standout midfielders. Like, I'm down by so much. Yeah, you got ground to make up for sure. <laughs> um, no Liverpool. No, I mean my only real consideration was Salah. Um, I thought about taking Allison, but I don't know. It's just. I'm not going to give you a hard time about it. Yeah, you know, it's... it's they just haven't... If if they weren't playing Madrid, maybe, but... I, I think... It, and it's not even that I'm worried about Allison. It's just the defensive line is... I don't think going to stand up too well to Madrid. Well, <laughs> ask yourself this question. When's the last time Liverpool beat Real Madrid? Oof. Um... Couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you either. Um, 2009. That's quite a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe they'll just... Uh, they got the the win and excitement from Everton. They're, they're going to go crush Newcastle. And then Madrid, you're in our sights. <laughs> yeah, this is the year. <laughs> all the other years we've been full strength this is the one that would be pretty yeah. crazy though that would i mean i'm not no what? expectations i'm not gonna do it but it would be crazy <laughs> don't put these thoughts you, in my head no, no, no you can have but could you imagine some optimism but you know yeah it's... could you imagine <laughs> dude that could actually save our season well that's that's kind of my thinking with liverpool and chelsea is like the league to win is definitely, you know, pretty much out of question. Top four is like still kind of there, like not not as hard as I think it might look at the table. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're ninth and tenth right now, so I've, I feel like they would put a lot of focus on these these games to get as far as you can. And if you win Champions League, you're already in it next year, so it doesn't really matter where you ended up in the league table this year. So, I mean, what if we go up against like, because Porto and Inter are up against each other and Inter has been kind of sucking lately. City, city is probably going to hang around and we own city. Yeah. Honestly, Dortmund and Chelsea, one of those Bruges and Benfica, AC Milan, Tottenham. There's a lot of matchups that could happen where it would be beneficial to us. Honestly, the Madrid, Team is probably the hard. This is probably the worst matchup we could have got. Um. Yeah, I think that's it's probably one of your harder Napoli ones. Napoli would have sucked because they already owned yeah. us. Yeah. But I mean, Napoli. Yeah, you 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 know you got out of the way in the in the group stages, so that was kind of nice. Um. Yeah, I mean, 
there's always the chance. Like, I gotta stop. Gotta stop. Two <laughs> <laughs> got a couple weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. At least a yeah. Week. Not, don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the twenty first, right? Um, twenty first. Yeah. Twenty first. Yeah. Nice. You watching any games tomorrow or? Uh, AC Milan, Tottenham, and PSG Bayern. Yeah, tomorrow. those those games start at two my time, so I think I can watch a, a good chunk of them. All right, I'm I'm disappointed the Dortmund Chelsea games on Wednesday because I'll clearly be occupied watching Arsenal and City. What time does that game start? Eleven thirty here, so uh, one thirty okay. for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can I can watch that one. Yeah. So, all right, man. That was a lot of footy chalk. Yeah. Um, so what, goal of the week was Willian? Oh, yeah. Goal of the week, Willian. Team of the week, Lester. Lester. Uh, the only players I had were Ian Acho and Madison. They both had a goal and an assist. Yeah, I think I think we go... Uh, that's tough. Do we coin flip it? Who got a yellow? Didn't one of them get a yellow? Madison got a yellow. Technically, I guess worse off, but I don't know. I don't who, who, know. Let's I mean, let's just do a quick stats. How about whoever got the most fantasy points? We give it to because I mean, like they're dead even. Yeah. True. Uh, who had more shots? Ilianacho had one more shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're equal on dribbles. You want to split it? I mean, yeah, I, I'm fine with that. We you know, gave, it, gave it to uh, the Burnley bros <laughs> last week, so. I'm happy to split it. Yeah, I mean, I they mean, both it, deserve it. There's no one else that, like, is better than them this week, right? Yeah, no one else really really stood out uh, too much to me. Um, they both had a goal and an assist, yeah. I mean, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? All right, we'll split it. Call it even. Team cool. of the week, players of the week. Willian goal of the week. Oh, the Willian one was so good. Props. Yeah. Props. All right, Chad. <laughs> episode 24 in the books. Oof, big another, one. Another late one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next week should be back on track. Right? Maybe. No. <laughs> Don't. No. Probably Monday. We'll shoot for Monday night again. All right. Busy weekend. Unless it gets snowed out. We could have some Unless snow days. Out. So okay. we'll see. But um, cool. yeah. Champions League tomorrow. Arsenal mm. Wednesday. Good luck. Oof. We'll be watching. <sighs> I'm going to get more and more nervous the closer it gets. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Rest up. Deep breath. Yeah. Episode 24. Hooligans pitch. We're out. Peace. <laughs>